Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to improving the lives of America's veterans, first responders, and their families. For over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young children and builds specially adapted smart homes for catastrophically injured veterans, as well as work to eradicate veteran homelessness. David Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He's never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades in arms, nor the efforts of first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud Foundation donor. Tunnel to Towers is committed to supporting veterans, first responders, and their families, and so many of them need your help. Join the Foundation on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Shoulder to shoulder, shields high. Welcome to the Buck Sexton Show. Team, welcome to the Freedom Hut Tuesday, December 6th edition of the program. We have a major Supreme Court oral argument on religious freedom that also ties in with some legislation that Democrats have blocked an amendment on about the Respect for Marriage Act. We'll discuss why this really matters to the country and to all of you in a moment. We'll also talk about the $500 million that have been lost to fare evasion in New York City, as in people turnstile jumping and not paying for the subway system. What does it take for people to realize that there is a plague of lawlessness and a lack of enforcement that is a huge problem all across the country and needs to change? And it's directly resulting from uh, the Democrat ideology that law enforcement is inherently anti-social justice, that actual justice is anti-social justice. And uh, also, Michael Avenatti got 14 years in federal prison in addition to the years he's already serving. Yeah. The guy that the Democrats loved and thought was going to be a presidential candidate because he was so amazing. We'll talk about it. Tunnel the to Towers Foundation, my friends, is building its Do Good Village in Lando Lakes, Florida. 
Tunnel to Towers is doing even more for their program recipients, and it's all thanks to an extraordinary donation of many acres of land and your kindness and generosity. It's the first of its kind, a community of 110 homes for the Foundation's program recipients. Families of fallen first responders, Gold Star families, families of catastrophically injured first responders, and service members, all in one community as neighbors. Their children playing together and growing up together, loving families being there for one another through good times and bad. Help America's greatest heroes and their families heal together. Make the Do Good Village the first of many communities like it. With every mortgage-free home, the Foundation makes good on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices our nation's greatest heroes have made for our country and our communities. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Tunnel to Towers Foundation, T2T.org. They do such absolutely incredible, important work. Please donate if you can. 303 Creative versus uh, Elenis. I think that's how you say it. It was a case that was argued at the Supreme Court yesterday. And it gets into the into the details a bit, uh, but I'll give you the, the brief overview and wh- why this really matters. Um, in fact, in some ways, I really just want to start with where this is all going. There is going to be a continued movement, a continued pressure from the left in this country to make it so that there will be no religious objection or exemption or anything like that allowable uh, as a function of law when it comes to same-sex marriage and anything relating to same-sex marriage uh, across the country. So it's just a matter of time before the left is opening up lawsuits against Catholic churches, for example, for not uh, doing same-sex weddings or perhaps not allowing uh, same-sex couples to use uh, whatever the the church, even if they're going to use their not not have a priest do it. Point is, they're going to sue all of these uh, all these religious groups. They're going to start obviously with the Christian ones and then expand from there into submission on this issue. That it doesn't matter what the Bible says. It doesn't matter what your faith tradition says and and believes about marriage as an institution. You're going to have to. Uh, bend the knee on not just same-sex marriage, but whatever else the left decides as well. It's it's going to happen, I think, with the uh, trans agenda. Uh, there's going to be a, a lot of areas where you're seeing this pressure to effectively destroy religious freedom entirely. That's what's happening. Now, it plays out. That goal by the left plays out in cases like the one that I just mentioned, 303 Creative versus uh, Eleni's. 303 Creative is a it's a woman who runs a this is in Colorado and it's a woman who runs a website design and creation company for weddings. So if two people are about to get married, they want to have that website that says, hey, this is where our ceremony is going to be. This is where the uh, the after party is going to be. And uh, this is, you know, dress code, stuff like that. She creates the website for you. She actually proactively, 303 Creative's owner, uh, 303 Creative LLC's owner, decided that she wanted to have a policy, an upfront policy, where she was telling people, if you are a, um, if you are a same-sex couple or going to be married as a same-sex couple, I, meaning this woman, 
would would not like to be a part of the creation of a website for your wedding, but here are links to people who would be more than happy to do it. And she brought this suit against Colorado because she says, well, I don't think I can do that based on Colorado law. And so what happened at the oral arguments was that you had, first of all, a tremendous hostility from uh, Justices Jackson and Sotomayor to this idea. Effectively now, the left-wing position, the Democrat position, and increasingly just the mandatory position for everybody is anybody who, it doesn't matter if you're, uh, if you're an Orthodox Jew, if you're a, uh, a Catholic who actually follows the tenets of the Catholic Church, it doesn't matter who you are. If you are opposed, the left believes if you are opposed to, uh, in any way, same-sex marriage, you are morally no different than somebody who is opposed to uh, interracial marriage. That is if that's what came across in the oral arguments. So that then means that the Mormon church, the Catholic church, the uh, different um, uh, Jewish faith, tradi- uh, you know, sex within the Jewish faith, uh, you know, Orthodox Jews, uh, Hasidic Jews, that because they will not, they will not actually conduct uh, same-sex marriage ceremonies that they are on, according to the left, the Democrat Party, and at least three Supreme Court justices, they are on the same moral plane without objection as people who oppose interracial marriage. This is really what it, what it came down to in this case. Now, the pushback on this from, from the, well, you could see the conservative justices, the way they were asking the questions, uh, they're saying that the First Amendment and speech rights, specifically uh, com- compelled speech doctrine comes into play. Uh, they're saying that creation of a website that re- re- involves creativity and expression to make it look a certain way and put the photos a certain way and all the rest of it, that that is protected speech and cannot be compelled speech. And that there is essentially now in the law after Obergefell, uh, there is this carve out for religious uh, religious exemption from same-sex marriage. So you know, so far we understand a Catholic church doesn't have to teach, uh, doesn't have to perform same-sex weddings, doesn't have to teach in a Catholic school that uh, that this is what should happen, that there should be same-sex. You can think of a lot of different ways this applies. What I'm seeing already is that that's not going to last. And it should have been obvious, I think, all along, but th- there's no way given how the left use this issue, that religious tradition is going to be an acceptable to them, an acceptable uh, bulwark or uh, blockage, if you will, of across the board, essentially treating same-sex marriage and the need to uh, not just uphold it, but partake in it, celebrate it, uh, everything, that it will be uh, as it will be treated the same way that we treat in society, say, racial discrimination, right? Racial discrimination has been found uh, by every major institution in America. Racial discrimination. Well, it's interesting because now there's positive racial discrimination, although I don't think there's really such a thing, but affirmative action. And there's, but uh, treating people poorly, uh, treating minorities poorly on the basis of skin color, everyone understands that's immoral, it's wrong, and it's illegal. What we're heading toward is Treating same-sex couples in any way differently doesn't matter if you're a private institution, doesn't matter if you're a church, in any way treating them differently is going to be 
uh, illegal if they if they prevail. Now, I think in this case, it'll probably go 6-3 because there is still this speech carve-out for uh, religious faith, and, and that exists right now. But it's, it's, on, it's on a ground that I can tell is already under attack by the left. And this is the uh, ultimate aims here. They will get rid of, they will find a way to bring legal challenges and political pressure to get rid of uh, any protection for religions and religious people to, you're not going to be able to be opposed as a matter of law to same-sex marriage in any capacity, as a priest, as a deacon, as a rabbi, you name it, not going to be allowed. That's where we're heading. I know people say, oh, that's, no, that is where we're heading, actually, as a society. That's going to be very interesting. Right now, there still, I think, is some desire to uh, defend uh, religious freedom, the First Amendment still, and also not have compelled speech, but it's eroding, and it's eroding very rapidly if you look at, say, the last 10 years. So that's what is underway right now, and I just think everyone should be aware of it. However you come down on the issue, whether somebody is very much in favor of same-sex marriage or not, just understand that religious... um, obedience to these uh, state dictates is going to be this is this is the future this is what is going to happen i think unless there's a real movement to push back on all of this so that's how i see this uh, see this all playing out and um, that's why that case was so and also you see this with the democrats in the house they're like no there's no no additional protection for religious or conscience protections when it comes to the respect for marriage act which is going to codify same-sex marriage as a matter of legislation so it's not just going to be the supreme court decision they're going to codify as a matter of federal law same-sex marriage but what about religious institutions that aren't on board with this democrats are saying no no special protection for them why is why do you think that the democrats in the house have already said no no we're not going to do that amendment because we all know what they want we all know where this is going let's talk about done for your real estate my friends done for your real estate is phenomenal um they turned me into a real estate investor. I'd never bought real estate before. And they took me through every step of the process. Uh, what area I should think about investing in. They, they crunch so many of the numbers. They have all these spreadsheets. They got guys, they just eat, guys and gals, who eat, sleep, and breathe real estate in these areas. And they help you pick a house to invest in, get some free cash flow going, and you build up equity in that house over time. Of course, the mortgage gets paid down. It's a really good way to become a real estate investor. It's safe, stable, sound, taking the long-term approach. And that's what you do with my friends from Done For Your Real Estate. It's so straightforward. And once you get going with them, I'm telling you, you're going to love it. Go to doneforyoubuck.com. Again, that's doneforyoubuck.com. Doneforyoubuck.com. You can begin your real estate investment journey today. Doneforyoubuck.com. So we have, um, I said we're going to talk. I'm trying to make sure I remember exactly what I said we're going to talk about. Uh, The religious freedom issue. um, Oh, that's right. $500 million from the uh, subway system in New York. Disorder and decay are cumulative in cities. You know this. You see it all around you. And this is why the, uh, when there's, trash on the streets when there's vagrants doing drugs in broad daylight um often with the total complicity of the of the city of the system these democrat-run cities have turned into open-air drug markets in a lot of ways portland los angeles uh, seattle 
a lot of them. But beyond that, you just recognize when you live in these places, say when you're in New York City and you go around, you, you see that there's a sense that the criminals can do what they want and there's not really consequences for it. Now, I understand that fair evasion alone is not a major crime, right? It's it is theft, though. It's not it's not a uh, you know, it's not a speeding ticket. It's theft. It's something where you're just deciding to take something that is not yours. And uh, in this case, theft of services. And $500 million is a lot of money, even by New York City budgetary standards. So now they're thinking about coming up with a way to make it harder for people to just jump the turnstiles. But I just think that that's not looking at the real issue. The real issue is we need to have a society where people obey the law. We're becoming a society that is increasingly accepting of lawlessness. And that is really scary about where it leads us in the future. I mean, that gets ugly fast. The the deterioration of America that occurs if you have people who just believe that the law is only the law if they're going to get caught and punished in a big way and that's probably not going to happen. Things get really bad if that continues on. And I do think this is an outgrowth of the the same insanity we saw back in like the 1970s where all crime was considered a, a collective responsibility so the individual who commits the heinous act is it's not really that person's fault they had a bad upbringing society didn't do enough the public school system failed them you know not enough uh not enough midnight basketball programs and and after school uh arts and crafts or whatever these are this is what we were told that you if you look at a criminal it's not that a person has made a decision that should be punished and and that probably means that they should be taken out of society so that they can't continue to prey upon society in one way or another. Um, They get away from that and they say, you know what would be so much better if we just make it a group responsibility. But but if everybody is responsible um, who if everybody is responsible for what happens, nobody's really responsible. Right. That's what ends up happening. If everybody if if I am as guilty as you are for what some other person does in a crime, then there's no accountability whatsoever. And I think that is what Democrats, I should say leftists, commies, this is ultimately what they want in our society because it pulls it all apart. And this this really goes to what the left believes. They believe that if we can tear down society, we can build something new in its place. Just kick at the load-bearing walls of our civilization here in America and bring it all down, and then we can build something else that's so much better something that's so fair, something that has no racism, no inequity, no misogyny, no anti-trans bias. You know, this is, and where everyone's financially equal, everyone's has equal happiness, not just equal outcomes in a general sense, feel equally uh, satisfied with life. I mean, this is what, this is the utopianism that the radicals in our society believe in. And this is why the results, what we're seeing day to day, doesn't matter to them. Because if it means that we have to tear it all down, it's fine. This is why Larry Krasner, for example, how can that guy feel good about the job he's doing in, in Philadelphia? He's the district attorney there. Philadelphia has its highest murder rate ever last year, and this year it's going to be right alongside the, the highest ever. Maybe it'll be the runner-up year. He's got to feel badly, doesn't he? He's doing a horrible job. People are dying because of it. Families are being shattered because of it. No, Larry Krasner thinks, no, this is what justice demands. More people have to get shot, yes, but that's what justice demands. There's something deeply wrong with these individuals. There's something really off about them. And it all comes from their belief and and how they view the world. Speaking of crime, 
Remember Michael Avenatti? Remember Michael Avenatti? He was here. Can we can we play the montage when this guy was on, you know, CNN every five minutes? He was on CNN back in the day, like 2018, 2019. He was on CNN more than Fauci even was. Play this. He's Donald Trump's worst nightmare. Michael Avenatti. Existential threat to the Trump presidency. Please welcome attorney Michael Avenatti. You got lucky tonight. We're back with attorney Michael Avenatti. He's out there saving the country. He's a rock star, I think. Michael Avenatti for president in 2020. Looking ahead to 2020, you're currently leading the pack among 2020 contenders on, on the Democratic side. What do Democrats value most? If they decide they value a fighter most, people would be foolish to underestimate Michael Avenatti. To me, you're like the Holy Spirit. Michael Avenatti is a beast. He's a beast, and he keeps popping Donald Trump and all of his folks in the mouth repeatedly. He's a beast. He's also a federal felon who is now going to be serving 14 additional years in federal prison for stealing from his clients, which as a lawyer, I mean, what, what a sacrilege that is. You know, people make a lot of lawyer jokes, but usually, you know, stealing millions from the people you're representing, the people that, that are you're supposed to be willing to just go to the mat to help them, to protect their rights, to keep them out of prison if need be. Do everything you can to help them. They can put total trust in you, special legal protections, attorney-client privilege, and you steal from them. What a scumbag. I bring it up, though, just because, as you can see, they celebrated this guy. Anything to get Trump. Trump derangement syndrome was such a psychological disorder for so many of the libs that this manifestly grotesque slime ball. Avenatti, he was on cable news more than any other person. I'm not even making this up. Any other person, I think, for a three-month period as a guest all the time. And it was over a campaign finance thing with, with Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels said she had an affair with Donald Trump. Nobody cared. Donald Trump said he didn't, but nobody cared really anyway. And But they paid her off, I think, $175,000. And Avenatti was going to use that because he said it wasn't listed as a campaign finance thing. And the whole thing was just so stupid. But people were delusional. They were trained to hate Trump so much that no matter how dumb they looked in the process, if it meant that they thought that Trump was going to finally get his comeuppance, they were all about it. They believed in it 100%. Anyway, so you know, this, is the, this is who Democrats get behind. Just remember this. They will put people on TV who are that level of scummy. I mean, the kind of scummy where you're a lawyer who's now disbarred and facing almost 20 years in federal prison for ripping people off and being a, an awful person. CNN loved this guy, loved this guy, because they have no honor and no integrity, and that's the way the left operates. Just saying. Thanks for rolling, team. Thanks for also subscribing to the Rumble channel. If you're listening on the podcast, you want to check out the Rumble. Putting up a video backdrop tonight. I know I keep saying we're building this place, but there's been some supply chain issues and everything else. Putting up a video backdrop tonight. It's going to be amazing when it finally gets up. It's going to look more professional in here. So the video part of this is going to be more fun. Rumble.com slash Buck Sexton. And uh, once we have the video portion up, we're also going to start doing our guests, which I know I've been promising. The guests will be coming. They'll be joining on audio and video. And we're going to keep building out the Buck Sexton show from there. So thanks for hanging, team. Shields high. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. Hero first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country. Those who die in the line of duty or are catastrophically injured. Veterans who fought for our nation's freedom only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York firefighter Jason Arno and his family. 
Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young children, catastrophically injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.